welcome to another episode of Third Shot Podcast. If you haven't already done so, check us out on YouTube. It's all you have to do is search Add Third Shot Podcast and we will pop up. You'll get to see our wonderful producer, Russ, my amazing co-host and uncle, Uncle Greg, and all of our wonderful guests. So go ahead, head over there, check us out. We're also active on Instagram and Facebook at Third Shot Podcast. We are on X at Third Shot Pod. And I recently learned a fun fact about Tesla and the names oh. of their cars. Okay. What is I'm talking about X. So yeah. uh-huh. maybe you already know this. I know this one. <laughs> the the names of his cars spell out sexy. Yeah. I did not know that. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's the Tesla S, the E, the X, and the Y. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't okay. know that either until a couple of days ago. <laughs> So do you think he's talking about the cars or do you think he's talking about himself? Himself. (laughs) What do you think? Where's Elon going with that? Uh, Who knows with that guy? Yeah. And then from that conversation, someone said that he switched Twitter to X after one of his children. Right. Because I think one of them has the X in their name. I have no idea. Well, you know, PayPal, PayPal was originally X. And it was at oh, X, really? x.com. Yeah. So he's had this x.com domain for like ever since the, you know, beginning there. And so, yeah, there's that too, which I don't know. So I don't know if the kid was named after the original PayPal or PayPal. I don't know. Have this crazy simple name, numbers, letters, right? It, it wasn't a name really, a traditional name at least. Yeah. yeah it looks like more like a math formula to me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I also heard a fun fact about Third Shot Podcast. Yeah, let's hear it. We just hit over 10,000 downloads. Nice. That's definitely a way to start off our show. Exactly. There you go. Cheers to 10,000. Greg, let's let's take a look at that glass. Does that say something on it? Oh, you know what? It did. It's um. It says New Amsterdam. It's a it's a vodka. Oh okay. I I was thinking it said Third Shot, because you well, know I, there is the store. <laughs> it, it, there there hopefully is going to be something like shot glasses, Third Shot shot glasses coming up. Nice. Yeah, nice. and that we might be cool. able to offer those in the store where you can get if you're watching on YouTube right now our beautiful sweatshirts mm-hmm. that are behind us, T-shirts. Uh, water bottles, stickers. There's a whole bunch of good third shot gear that you can get on our uh, store. So please go check it out. Nice. nice. But congratulations on reaching 10,000 downloads. That's pretty exciting because we haven't even been on for a year yet. I think our first broadcast was late November-ish or mid-November-ish or something yeah, like that. So, yeah. Um, and when we record this, it's not November yet. Uh, now when we actually release this one, it may be November, it probably will be, but, um, yeah, in less than a year, we got over 10,000 downloads. Rush, you're really in the podcast. You've been doing this in the industry for a long time. Is that something to be proud of? Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> or am I just making this up? Or am I just yeah. excited for nothing? Else? I mean, I, I think it's cool. I mean, you know, the, the thing is, it's also like the other accomplishment there is just almost hitting a year, you know, because so many podcasts just leave after six months, three mm. months. I, I did that, uh, the, the, this is today podcast for, 
uh, about a year and a half. And I cut it because I was just like, it's so time consuming. And, you know, I, I was like, you know, not in the office, like the home office all the time. So I was having to leave and it's like, this isn't going to work out. So I, I can't do this. Just too much of a strain. I've thought about bringing it back and I might do something there. I've been working on stuff. I hope you do. We'll see. Great show. But I interviewed a bunch of podcasters. Um, I would have a podcaster on every like Wednesday and every Friday. And generally, so I was like, I wonder if these guys are still doing it. Generally, most of them are gone. Most of them are really? not doing it. And most of them would stop, you know, after like a couple of weeks, even after being on my show and promoting theirs. So it's, it's, oh, I think wow. it's an accomplishment to get that number of plays, but also just to be on this long and uh, to keep at it. And Hey, we're, we're going to make it over a year. Cause we, I see we've got guests planned out for <laughs> quite some time here. Yes. Well, I think a lot of our longevity is, it's just so much fun for the three of us. Right. Gosh. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Bridgie, what, what has been the most fun for you this experience? Well, first, I mean, I get to hang out with you two, right? That's <laughs> fun. Um, but my favorite thing about the show, though, has been asking the question in the beginning of how you got into pickleball. Because everybody's story, although some are pretty similar when it comes to the pandemic, but I think it's more so the reaction from the guests when we ask them that question that I really appreciate and I love to see it because their faces, you know, they yeah. just up and you can mm -hmm. really tell that these people have a passion for the game and they just really love what they do with it and i that's really cool to see yeah How what's your you yeah for for me you know i i like this part <laughs> mainly <laughs> because i'm i'm with it i mean i'm here but um I, you know there's that but also i i the guest segments have been uh a lot of fun and i'm you know like What's interesting for me is I'm sitting behind the scenes. So it's more like I'm a listener of the show instead of like, you know, an active participant, at least in that part of it. I'm pushing buttons, but that's about it. And I feel like um, there's always some little nuggets of knowledge in there. So it's almost like you, you get the first part and you get some laughs and some fun stuff. And then you get the second part where there's these little nuggets that you're learning something every single episode, which I think is really cool. Even like, you know, the apparel episodes or something. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to learn anything. I'm just going to hear about, you know, sweatshirts or something. But you learn something. So I think it's pretty cool that this is like, you know, uh, educational as well as uh, entertaining. What about you, Greg? Well, because you are part of the first segment here. Yeah, I do enjoy the, the banter <laughs> between the three of us. I, I mean, you know, we've had. Bridgie, I've known like, you know, her whole life basically. And, and Russ, I've known you for so long now. I mean, it's fun to talk about something that we enjoy with friends and family. I mean, that part was invaluable to me. So I look, I literally look forward to it. Every time we have an interview scheduled, I'm like, this is so, this is so fun. <laughs> I, I put it on my calendar and I'm literally gets me through the week or what have you. Um, the other part is our interaction with our listeners. I, I get a kick out of this because it still kind of surprises me. I, I don't know if you remember this, Bridgie, but when we were at the, the Las Vegas Open, Greg, Pick, uh, Pickle or Die Greg, who played uh, doubles with me for the Las Vegas Open, we decided, hey, we're just going to go uh, warm up a little bit on a side court. So we go warm up. We find this nice couple that they, they, they're really good at pickleball. We started hitting with them and stuff. And then after we got pr done practicing, they came up and introduced themselves and they go, aren't, aren't you like from Third Shot Podcast? And I go, yes. 
<laughs> and they go, yeah, we're planned to pickle. And I go, oh my gosh. So I got to meet Joy <laughs> and Raymond and, uh, you know, they had followed us on our show. They have a very active Instagram account planned to pickle. So that was really cool to get a chance to talk to people that listen to us. And then I joined this pickleball club fairly recently. And when I joined, I had an opportunity to meet another Joy who I landed up playing mm -hmm. a tournament, a duper mm -hmm. tournament with. And she goes, oh my gosh, you guys are third shot podcast. I listen to you all the time. And she had no idea. So we got the chance to talk about, you know, some of our previous shows. And, and she mentioned, she goes, yeah, you did mention that you joined a new club. I had no idea we're talking about the same club and we're members of the same <laughs> club. How funny. <laughs> That's so that cool. was fun. And cool. then there's other members in the club that found out that we do the show. And, you know, they're talking to me about different episodes all the time. Like Brian, uh, we played against him in a tournament up here in San Ramon. He's yeah. a listener to the show. So shout out to Brian. And he'll talk to me about different episodes and what we learned about paddles or, nice. you know, like, like Russ, like you said, the different guests, you learn a little something from every yeah. one of them. Yeah. It's very cool. I like, I, I, I don't, I don't know if you guys like notice it as much until you listen to the show afterwards, but it's like the, the, the takeaways are like, there's a lot of them, you know, and, and it's not always just about pickleball either. It's like, you know, just some random like life tip or something or business tip. We've had business tips on <laughs> like oh, yeah. all these different things that I find myself thinking about during the week after uh, after we've uh, done an episode. I feel like we're now we're doing the anniversary show. We should just say this is the one year, but we're not, not, there yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Although I think we did some practice shows and stuff beforehand. So maybe, maybe we? we are about a year. I think we did some practice stuff a little bit. We did a little bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's kind of cool that it's we're kind of nearing that one year mark and we've met so many great people and learned so much about the industry and just really leveled up our enjoyment for at least for me leveled up my enjoyment for pickleball. Like I love pickleball before and that's why we wanted to start the show, but now it's like exponentially greater i mean i live pickleball now because we get a chance to talk about it and talk to people that are living it like we are yeah and it's it's funny how much it comes up you know like just randomly i'll be somewhere and somebody starts talking about pickleball well, okay well there you go <laughs> what have you been i don't you probably have not been watching but the golden bachelor i have not been watching one no, of the <laughs> one of the promos for this, I mean, he's a it's it's the Bachelor, you know, that whole franchise thing, and he's an older guy. And one of the dates, they're playing pickleball. Okay. Oh, how funny! They built Were it they into good? Bachelor. <laughs> I, I, I didn't watch, but <laughs> <laughs> and then and then there's another documentary on Netflix right now about like how to live to a hundred or you know how to extend your age, and they're interviewing this woman in Japan. And her and her friends are all like over 80, like getting to 100, and they're all playing pickleball. And she nice. says wow. that's a part of, you know, keeping her young. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in media, you just run across pickleball commercials. I see pickleball in commercials yeah. all the time. Well, like there's that melon commercial where like the, the concussion thing, I think this is just in California. But there's like yeah. these melons that are playing pickleball and, you know, they're they're talking about how one of them falls you know, like, like Bridgie did last tournament and hits his, hits his melon. And then, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's the commercial. And, and, you know, they're like, Oh, get checked for concussions. And 
Bridgie, you yeah. should have done that just in case. Yeah, like, I did knock that. my melons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the guests, they just don't stop, though. You, you've got you've got somebody coming up on this show here. Absolutely. What do we, we got today? A, we have a fun show uh, lined up for everybody today. So we got to take a quick break. But when we come back, we have somebody that I've been talking to for a very long time. She started her own 1010 pickleball company. She has her own interviews that she has on YouTube. She's got it all going on. She is AJ. And when we come back, we will be talking to AJ from 1010 pickleball. Come right. on back. Get your shots ready. We are back with Third Shot, and we appreciate all the support that you've been giving us. Um, we see all the comments on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We get a lot of comments on the, the different shows that we have. Please look us up, Third Shot Podcast, and on X, Third Shot Pod. And before the break, I said we are going to have a fun show because I've been talking to this lady for a while now, and I've been just trying to find the right time, and now's the right time. We have AJ from uh, 1010 Pickleball joining us today. AJ, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. It we has been a, a conversation in the works for a while, so happy to be here. We're super excited to have you here. I think now's a good time to take our second shot to having yeah. AJ on our show. Well, cheers. cheers to 10, 10, two. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What are you drinking? <laughs> it's funny. I haven't had alcohol in my house in a while. And yesterday, was it yesterday? No, it was two days ago. We signed um, our settlement agreement. So we've been having some issues in our apartment complex. And to celebrate, I was like, I'm getting a bottle of rosé and it wasn't a good bottle. Let's just put it that way. It was oh, that no. something I hadn't tried. So I had leftovers. So that was what was in the house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the spirit of having a it shot with me. us to kind of bring in the show. Happy to, you know, uh, a shot at uh, 10 a.m. It's a great way to start the day. Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. And pickleball. I mean, you got to play. We get to talk about it. <laughs> totally. So tell us, AJ, how did you get involved with pickleball? What was your entry into the sport like? Yeah. So like a lot of people, I discovered it during the pandemic. You know, I was with a friend. We were walking through my local park in uh, Los Angeles, in West Hollywood. And I was walking by the courts and I did a, you know, a head turn. And I was like, what the F is that? Yeah. I, I still hadn't heard the word pickleball. I hadn't seen it being played. And I, I'm a, just to give you some context, I'm a former competitive tennis player. Uh, you know, it was one of my first sports. And I played for years. I played on my, you know, I was number one on my high school tennis team. I played my first year at McGill, even though the tennis team wasn't very good there. But nobody can know that. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in Canada. They actually play tennis. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Love Canada. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I 
starting, you know, high school, I started to have a, a real love hate relationship with tennis. Um, I, I had a very bullish father who was, uh, you know, would, would bully my opponents. And we had very like dramatic, we had a, a very dramatic relationship on the court. And so I started to experience anxiety at a young age on the court. And at a certain point, I just wasn't, it just wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. It wasn't fun. And so I, I kind of put it to bed. You know, when I moved out to Los Angeles, was which was like 10 years ago, I, I still had my racket. You know, I live close by to courts and kept on thinking I'd pick it back up. And tennis is hard. Tennis, like unless you find someone of your level, it's just not fun. It's just like it, it's challenging. Yeah. And what's funny is I actually recently gave my racket away on i don't know if you're part of any like buy buy nothing groups uh -huh. but but i love them i love the weho buy nothing group and i recently gave it away i was like i don't think this is ever going to be a part of my life again and it's okay so anyway i was walking through my park and i did like a you know a quick turn looking at these people playing this sport i never seen it never heard of it and immediately started inquiring because uh, I just saw people laughing and having fun yeah. and connecting. And, you know, it, it was towards the end of the pandemic. And, you know, a lot of us were feeling isolated. We're feeling super alone and uh, maybe not so athletic. And, <laughs> and, yet, that isn't and that the beauty of the game, right? It, all types. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. It really is. And and they were offering a clinic that weekend, a free clinic at the park. And I was like, I'm in. And I showed up uh, and it was immediate. I, I felt like this is my home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I haven't played in that many communities, I'll be honest, because, you know, the park is two blocks away from where I live. I'm super lazy. I love the fact that it's just so easy. Like I can walk there, but there's something really special about the people, the community, and it just inspired me. It, it allowed me to, in, in many ways, reclaim this maybe not so great past history with a similar sport. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just brings me so much joy and you know, it's it's funny because right around that time, I think a lot of people during the pandemic had time on their hands and were like, you know, either they lost their job or they lost clients. Like I, so my background's in media, and I, uh, uh, there really was no production going on, and mm -hmm. so it allowed me to take a step back from what I was doing. You know, I spent the past ten years working with nonprofits, political organizations. Uh, entrepreneurs to help tell their stories through social video. So short form, like I'm the queen of 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Never really moved past that. Um, but I love telling stories in short form because it, it really um, forces you to get focused in terms of what the story is and figure out what the essence of it is. Um, but uh, yeah, the pandemic happened and production stopped. I lost a lot of clients because, you know, people couldn't afford the services, even though they needed it more than ever. And, you know, 
I also was feeling a bit dissatisfied in that space. You know, I got into it because I, I love the intersection of social good and media, like telling stories that have an impact. And I was fortunate enough to have a real impact on one of my first subjects life. It was such an impactful experience. Um, I did, uh, just to give you a bit of story. Yeah. Uh, um, I, uh, I moved out here and to Los Angeles and I just started taking my camera out with me just to document, you know, just cause I had a lot of time on my hands <laughs> and was, you know, just looking for ways to get creative. And I, I live very close to the Hollywood Boulevard. And so I go to the Hollywood Boulevard, you know, which if you haven't been there, it's kind of like Times Square, you know, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, and on the corner of Hollywood and Highland was this guy who was drawing uh, photo, drawing images of Superman. And he was a dead ringer for Christopher Reeves. Wow. And we started chatting and I took him to Mel's diner. I was like, I want to hear your story. Yeah. And we sat down and uh, he, it was a former Superman impersonator on the boulevard. Oh, wow. And his story really touched me. And, and I thought, well, you know, if I could tell his help, tell his story and get it into the right hands in front of the right audience, we could have a real impact. And at the time it was just a theory. You tell a good story, you, you know, reach the right audience and that audience then wants to do good. And it works within it. It got picked up by the New York post and within 24 hours, he got money, he got housing. He, it was this unbelievable experience to be a part of, to witness someone's life change so fast. And so that was the starting point of me entering like media and impact. And then, uh, you know, and then I started working with nonprofits and political organizations, but then the pandemic hit and it, it, it forced, but it also gave me the opportunity to revisit what I was doing. And, um, you know, I have an entrepreneurial spirit. And so I was looking for something else. And so, you know, being a creator myself and seeing the challenges within the space as a creator, I thought, uh, I, you know, I had an idea for how to fix it. And so that was originally, I was building an app. I was raising money. I was, I was, I was on this trajectory and then I discovered pickleball. And, and <laughs> you know, it, it's amazing hearing your story and you kind of shared a little bit of your story with me as we've talked over the yeah. month now. And, but hearing it just now, what, what rings true to me is like how emotional mm. um, your journey has been. You know, even before pickleball and now with pickleball, you're kind of yeah. bringing that. It's almost therapeutic for both you as well as the people that you're talking to about the yeah. game and, and yeah. you're meeting. And I think that is just so special, right? Yeah. And that's that's mm. kind of the story that, you know, we don't hear enough of because mm. it really has an impact on people's lives and their emotions and their moods and and 
you know, earlier in the in the first segment, I was saying how much I look forward to these interviews every week just to get a chance to talk to our guests and see Bridgie and Russ and kind of share our experiences. I mean, it's something that does emotionally carry me forward through the week and get me through some of the tough times. And I can just feel that coming from you as well. Yeah, I mean, it's had it's had a huge impact, um, you know. I feel very grateful for that moment of walking through that park and discovering it. And, you know, it, it inspired this whole new path, this whole new journey. You know, I finally felt like I had found my home. Um, and I knew it, like I, I came home from the clinic and I, and I said to my partner, I said, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. I knew it. I didn't know what exactly, but I knew this is where I was meant to be. You know, sometimes you're like, I've done so many things in my life. You know, I was a performer. I was a journalist. I was all these different things. And sometimes you're like, how does this all add up? (laughs) (laughs) And I was, you know, I was a tennis instructor. I mean, I've done, I've done so many things in my life and this feels like um, it speaks to so many different aspects of me. Yeah, I mean, hearing your story, it seems like all of these bits and pieces are coming together and you have this wonderful business now, 1010 which celebrates every component in your life leading up to it. So tell us more, what is 1010 and um, how did it get started? So 1010 1010 uh, is obviously a score in pickleball. If you play pickleball, you know it's, it's a score. And people are like, so... I mean, I've heard of 11-0, that's pickle, like they're 0-0-2, that's the start of a game. What's the meaning behind 10-10-2? And the more that, the more that I think about it and the more that, you know, I, I see, you know, now in my local community, every time someone gets to 10-10-2, it's almost like a shot. People start cheering because yeah that moment like we've achieved this like we've worked our asses off we've had fun and no matter who wins it's it's an amazing game so i love the spirit of the name um but 1010 you know was really grew out of exploring the opportunities in the space i knew i wanted to do something in the pickleball space i knew i felt at home and I started, you know, examining the landscape. Oh, there are a thousand and one pickle, uh, paddle companies out there now. Everyone's trying to start a facility, you know, like uh, there's the pro side with the teams. And I started looking at the style on the court because I think pickleball is is an identity and people who get into pickleball want to have the opportunity to express themselves. So um, the idea was to, you know, enable people to do that. And so like our first drop we did, um, it it was called Reborn. And it was, it it is um, butterfly themes. And really that I knew we wanted to start with that because for me, that is about the transformation that one experiences from, you know, discovering pickleball and getting into it. And I think um, there's something magical about that. Um, You know, our second drop we did is suck my dink. 
and um, I wanted something expressive. I wanted something, you know, cause I feel like it pickleball brings out the feisty quality in me. And I have, uh, I curse a lot on the court. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, with the, with the reborn, I can totally imagine the whole butterfly theme with the second drop. What's the images you're getting on those, on those, uh, apparel. <laughs> The images or the response? The images. I want to know what the images are for that. For that oh, line. that, I mean, that, that, those are just like a uh, text, you know, graphic. So it's okay. not as like, like the, the butterfly obviously has more, uh, is more designed oriented. This is like, we wanted to do something that was like bold. Um, and honestly, uh, part of it was, you know, kind of watching what was happening in the forums, specifically with women, you know, speaking about how uh, their male partners were dominating mm. and, you know, kind of teaching them or like taking over. And I thought, what if we, you know, because it feels very masculine, suck my dink. What if we made it specifically for women? So the actual, uh, the actual graphic is pink and it's on a crop top, which is very like kind of cute and dainty. So I wanted to make it specifically for women to feel empowered, to be like, you know what? Fuck off. Suck my dang. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that one on your page and I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is going to be a good look, one. <laughs> it's not going to resonate with everyone. You know, I, I had responses come back like, I don't know about that one. Like the first one's very, you know, empowering and inspiring. And this one, you know, is a little more like it can be crass for some people. You know, someone commented like, no. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, there are many pickleball players out there that this will resonate. And the idea was, you know, we're doing small drops, you know, like especially right now, like 50 to 100 items in a drop. They're exclusive. They're one of a kind. Like not everything has to resonate with everyone. Right. There are so many different personality types on the court. We want to service all of them. You know, if, if this resonates with you, great. But if it doesn't, hell, maybe the next drop it will, you know? Right. So we want to speak to, you know, everyone. Yeah. So you're mentioning drops. Can you explain to the listeners kind of um, what that looks like as far as your business goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so when we just to take you back, when we started, we thought, you know what, we'll do an online store, and we started with like a print-on-demand company just to test out some ideas, and we quickly realized that a we weren't happy with the quality of the items that were available within the print-on-demand companies. They weren't fitness-oriented, and for me, like how something feels how something like uh, fits is just key to it all. And also I, I'm a sweater. I'm not going to lie. I sweat a lot on the court. I sweat like a beast. And so for me, it's really, really essential that anything that we put out just works on and off the court where you feel like comfortable that like you can play and you can move in. And so, you know, the options with, you know, there are several print on demand companies that we tried out um, and just the options available just weren't great. And I was like, there's got to be something better. And so 
We're in Los Angeles, which is one of the biggest fashion districts in the world. And uh, I quickly realized that there were a couple of suppliers here that would work for us, which had high-end options that we could use as blanks to then print, build upon. Mm -hmm. So one, you know, after discovering that, we were like, great, we have that. Now what's next? And we're a small business. We're operating with a small amount of investment. You know, uh, um, we got our first investment this summer, but, um, you know, we had to think strategically initially about, okay, how do we make this work? Because an apparel business can be quite challenging if you're buying all this inventory, your money just gets sucked up into inventory. And we didn't want to fall into that trap. And we started identifying, you know, companies that were doing drops like Supreme. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they're, uh, they do this amazing, they have this amazing business where, you know, they put out this item and, you know, they have a line around the block or online and they're sold out immediately. And it's because they create an, it's not just about the item. They, they have a community. And I thought, oh my God, this, this is what would really speak to, because what is pickleball? It's community. Right. That, 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 and so we wanted to create these like one of a kind items where people felt like they were getting something really special um, and only them. So each item is numbered. You know, you could be the first person in an item if you purchase it at the right time. Um, you know, and, um, so there was that element. So there were a couple of different reasons why we ended up going with the drop. So each drop has like a limited number. It is a specific design within that limited number. And if you miss out, if, you know, if you, if you're not the one of a hundred, uh, you've missed out on the drop. So, you know, the idea was it creates, you know, FOMO. Mm-hmm. It, it, it create incentivizes people to, uh, potentially buy. Yeah. That's so cool. I, you know, I'm a business guy myself and Russ and I do, you know, our DIY for business show. And as much as you're, you're behind something and you're passionate about it, there's ups and downs to business. Mm-hmm. There's, there's good times, like when you sell out really quickly and then there's <laughs> challenges, of just finding investments. Like you were saying, you just got your first investors, you know, over the summer, that's not easy to do. So congratulations on, on getting an investor, but tell us a little bit about the business side for you and, and what it's been like the ups and downs and how you've gotten through it. Yeah. You know, um, it's been interesting because the day we got our first investor check, we also were served paperwork, uh, um, our building it has been trying to evict us. Uh, we live in a rent-stabilized, rent-controlled, historical building. It's actually a Charlie Chaplin complex uh, built in the 20s. It looks like a fairy tale village. I look like I live in a Hobbit village. It, it, it is amazing. And we, this is where we moved to. When, you know, when we moved from New York to Los Angeles, we ended up subletting our friend's place, which we're still in. It's just, it's a great location. Uh, It's in West Hollywood. And just, there's something, there is something magical to it. But uh, 
you know, the past five years have been challenging and we experienced uh, a lot of harassment and the past six months has been an escalation in the harassment. Uh, we, so there's, there's been a lot of ups and downs, you know, like the, the first day that we, the day that we got our first investor check, we were already, we were handed, you know, our unlawful detainer. And, and so it's been uh, challenging to focus on a business when your business, your home is in jeopardy. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that in and of itself uh, has, uh, has in some ways, you know, we launched, but at the same time, we've had to put our business on pause because it's, it's, it's been, um, um, it's been emotionally, emotionally draining. Yeah. yeah. But I bet you pickleball has helped uh, deal with that, right? I mean, it's been everything, honestly. I mean, I, you know, part of the reason why I'm up so early is because I'm having a hard time sleeping. Um, and just knowing that I have those courts and the people there to go to, you know, every time I wake up has been everything. That's great. Yeah, the pickleball community does have a very special way of getting people's spirits back up. But sorry to hear all of the challenges that's going <laughs> on, but we are so excited about your company, 1010 and everything Thank that's you. in the future for it. So are there any um, up and coming plans for 1010 Good question. Yeah, so, you know, we actually uh, just settled. So we, uh, with, uh, you know, our building and, uh, we'll be moving out in 30 days. And so in coming mid November, we're doing a big event and which, uh, is a fundraiser for 10 to 10, 10 to, uh, you know, it's been a community that has, this grew out of my WeHo pickleball community. I was inspired by the people I was meeting and by the sport. And so, I, whether or not this becomes a farewell <laughs> celebration uh, as we move on, you know, to our next phase, uh, I don't know yet, but um, I knew that I wanted to create something that was celebrating uh, them and thanking them for inspiring me to build this. Uh, in terms of like our next drops, we have things in the works. We haven't completely stopped and we're working on it. And I'm really excited about, you know, where we're heading. Uh, so um, I'm not going to reveal uh, what our next drop is, but I'll just say this. It's in the works. We're still moving forward. And I can't wait to see where this goes. I can't wait to see where a year from now, you know. Uh, this ends up being. We can't either. It's exciting. <laughs> and, you know, one of the one of the cool things about getting to know you is your social media. I mean, you do a really good job of putting out really fun content. I think it's your background obviously lends itself to the creative side. You, you know how to put these pieces together. Um, and you're also, you know, doing interviews kind of like us, right? You're, you're interviewing a number of different people on your YouTube channel. And, um, I just want to ask you, like, how much time do you put into your content and your interviews and who's been some of your favorite interviews that you've done in the past? Yeah, good question. So 
a lot of time goes in. I mean, a lot of time goes into the interview process. Um, you know, my background is in journalism. And so um, just knowing to who whose stories to tell is is part of it. And connecting with the people that I want to, that I feel connected to and want to help share their stories. Um, you know, each episode, just the edit in and of itself can take hours and hours and hours of time. Uh, there's the, you know, there's the prep time, which is me getting to know the guest and figuring out as much as I love it to be a free-for-all and a conversation where it is me learning about them, having a bit of context and understanding their story ahead of time really allows me to get focused in our conversation, you know, because you have a half hour, maybe an hour with someone. So uh, having that bit of time with them ahead of time really helps to, to me to hone in as a, as a, as a host. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of uh, my favorite interviews, you know, there's been two that have really, really hit home for me. Uh, you know, I got a chance to interview Lee Whitwell and, you know, I don't know if you've uh, had a chance to connect with her. Yeah. We've interviewed her. Fantastic. She, I mean, she's, she's funny as hell. Yeah. (laughs) She's funny as hell. Um, so I knew that going in, like, uh, that I'd let her, you know, do the talking. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, I really got to learn about her and, 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 and a side of her that I don't think she shares with a lot of people. And for me, that was really into the pain that she deals with in the interview i I thought it was a fantastic interview congratulations on on it i think it was it was really a a very revealing and it's something that she's never shared with anybody else that i've heard at least until your show yeah i didn't really know about it and honestly i discovered it during our pre-interview um and it was shocking to me honestly to be able to i mean it's look, her trajectory of becoming a pro pickleballer at her age is just mind boggling. But to add in that element of, you know, uh, her illness and how that impacts her is just astounding. And uh, how, how much of a, how challenging it would be to talk about it, you know, because how much do you reveal to your partner? How much do you reveal to the public? knowing that you could be midpoint and, you know, start to react physically because of, you know, her illness. So um, I, I felt really grateful that she was able to share it. And, um, and yeah, I just, it would, those are the moments, you know, you hope that, uh, and I, I, I'd be curious to know what you guys think about this, but in these conversations, yes, it is about like n- getting to know people, but it's also like allowing people to share bits and pieces of themselves uh, that people can learn from, connect to. I don't know. It just felt really special. So those are the kind of moments the the other interview that really hit home was Sarah Weiss. Um, and she's a fantastic speaker, has also now has her own show. 
Um, she is has so much clarity and has such a big mission that I couldn't help but be like like jaw drops, like inspired by this woman. Um, and at the same time, feel sick to my stomach about what she has to deal with on an ongoing basis. Mm. So, yeah. And, you know, back to like, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, this has been emotional for me and, and uh, you know, and personal. And, and that is what I wanted to bring to the Pickleball Life. Uh, my video podcast was really, it was about the people. It was less about the sport. Like, yes, do I teach? Sure. Uh, but my content really isn't about that because that's not what connects with me most about this sport. Um, it's the people and their stories and, you know, and whether it's pickleball or any other, I guess, like community or, um, you know, silo, like that's what I'm always drawn to. I'm always drawn to the people and their stories and what, like, you know, what gets them going and, you know, what keeps driving them, moving them forward. So, um, that's what I've tried to focus on with the show. That's excellent. And <clears throat> thank you for giving people a platform to tell their story because you never know who you're reaching or who you're touching with being able to share that with another person. So I think that's fantastic. For our listeners who may not already follow you, where can they go to find all of your amazing content? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm AJ Pickleball at AJ Pickleball on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. My full episodes of The Pickleball Life are available at AJ Pickleball on YouTube. Very cool. Well, as we're winding down, it's kind of as, as the clubs start closing, it's it's closing <laughs> time. But it's not too late for us to have our oh, no. favorite third yes. shot. Third so shot. please join us and celebrate everything that you're doing and everything that you persevered. So congratulations on all of it. And here's to you. Here's to you. Cheers. I feel bad. I need to fill this up. Well, just, you know, you know. That was like a double that you started with. <laughs> all you got to do is promise after you get off, you're going to go have another shot, you know, and then we're all good. I okay. will. I will definitely make sure to have another shot just for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all of the listeners for joining us on Third Shot, where Bridgie and I will continue to share our pickleball journey. A real special thanks to AJ for joining us today. Please go on social media, YouTube, AJ Pickleball. Go to 1010.2. That's spelled out. The word 10, the word 10, the word 2.com. See your website. <clears throat> Fantastic merchandise. You got to catch the next drop when it comes out. Be one of the first. And you can support our show by subscribing. We promise to have more amazing guests just like AJ in the future episodes. So let's continue to share our enjoyment for the game and grow the pickleball community. See you next time on Third Shot Podcast. <laughs>